Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. We are excited to be with you. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. And today we want to talk about the church. So question on the table is, what is a welcoming church or how can a church be a welcoming church? So we, uh, we were actually just talking about this a few minutes ago and are excited about this topic for the podcast today. So basically we're asking the question, Mike, how can a church become characterized by a really welcoming atmosphere? How can the people in a church be the kind of people who, when someone from the outside comes in, we welcome them in a way that's warm and loving and yet not compromising truth? Uh, yeah, that, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So, Mike, let me start this uh, question off to you. Where do you, when you first think of the idea of being a welcoming believer, what are some of the first places in Scripture that your mind goes that would kind of put some legs on that idea? Well, First Thessalonians 2, verse 8. So being effectually desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. Now, that's about the church being dear to one another. And I think it it has to start there, that the people within the church think outwardly about blessing one another, because then you get to 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 through 13, and this prayer, literally, now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. And the idea of all, and the idea of this is, this is what should happen in the body of Christ, that we have a love for all that's indiscriminate and that doesn't um, treat people, uh, I don't know, in, in ways that, that cause them to not feel welcomed. And I think, I think we could all say that a newcomer coming to a church is showing up on a Sunday morning uh, has maybe one of the best opportunities to be welcomed on earth and maybe has one of the worst moments to be ignored. Yeah. Okay. So for example, if you ever gone to a church, Connor, where you're like, no one talked to me, you know, it was my first time. I've gone to a lot of churches as a visitor, whether a friends of churches, of friends of mine or on a cross country trip and you go visit a church on a Sunday or you go to your, you know, your relative's church somewhere. Yeah. I've been, plenty of times I've, I've been like, wow, that's startling. And especially once they find out you're from out of town. Well, you're not like a, you're <laughs> not, not a candidate a, for you're not a, a candidate return. for membership. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to talk to you anymore. They drop you like a hot rock. Yeah. If I tell someone I'm a pastor, I'm a friend of the pastor. They're like, oh, good. And they walk away quickly. But it's like, what about just the person in front of you attending to them and thinking about them as thinking outwardly? Like, how can I bless whoever comes my way today without thinking of how I'm going to benefit. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. One passage that comes to mind for me is that place where in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about someone coming from the outside and having this sense as they're with the church, wow, surely God is among, surely God is among you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That obviously isn't directly talking about welcoming, but what kind of, you know, what kind of things would mark a church so that someone from the outside coming in, maybe somebody who doesn't even believe would come in and have a sense, wow, I'm almost stepping into another world here. Mm-hmm. Surely this God they believe in really is among them. Here's the way I like to put it, that our greeters and our ushers and everyone in the church should make everyone who steps on campus feel like they're a long-lost relative. Hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Cults do that, too. Uh, businesses do that. I mean, you walk into a business, and if you're not greeted, you don't feel as good about that place and buying stuff there. But when you're treated really nicely, you're like, hey, 
this is a good place. I like those people. Right. Let's buy more things. Right, right. So a church, like make everyone, make everyone feel uh, like they're a long lost relative. You know what I mean? Long lost. Like, like you're just a close relative. Like you feel like you're a close relative. You feel like that cousin that you love to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if everyone felt that way, like I went to a church this last Sunday, I was off this Sunday from, I was on a study leave and went to a church of a friend of mine and I felt a little, a little unwelcome, but then at times I felt welcome. But of course my friend welcomed me. Right. But you know, I don't, I know I wasn't made to feel like a close relative. Like now it can, that can get weird. Like don't be a stalker or don't be awkward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean that. Um, I, I mean, truly making people feel like you're glad that they're here and it's not because they're dressed in a fine robe with, with gold rings. You yeah. Know, and right. Here you sit right, here. Right. You know, what did James say? You, you've dishonored the poor man. You told yep. him you go sit over, you know, way back in the back or you sit at the footstool at my feet yep. or you eat the crumbs underneath my table. Yep. It's like, no, um, treat everyone as if they are a, a VIP or a, 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 di- a visiting dignitary. You right. Know? Yeah, absolutely. There's s- someone a while back had asked the question, if someone came into the church who was a really well-known theologian or a figure that people would know, you know, yeah. what kind of welcome would they get compared to just, you know, your your average person or even somebody who externally yes. might be in the, you know, the less desirable class? And if, you know, this person just said, if your answer is, this is a book, I think, actually, if your, you know, if your response to either of those figures would be different, you yes. need to really pause and ask yourself the question, oh, yeah. why, you know, oh, yeah. why would that be the case? Yes. Which is super convicting. And I know it's easy. The person who walks in and immediately just seems like maybe there's something there where you'd have something in common, uh-huh. you're, it's not a problem. There's welcome them, be kind. But for the you know for yeah. somebody who doesn't immediately fit the description, it can yeah. be more of a challenge, but there really should be no difference. Like the whole love one another thing. Yeah. You're like, where do you, you know, a lot of people draw their line and say, yep, up to this point, uh, up to this group. <laughs> Right, right. Maybe it's my close friends or my home group people or my Bible class people, but the rest of them, I don't really need to do that with. What about the person who walks in? Again, what does it mean to be a welcoming church? Uh, You welcome people and you welcome them in such a way that they're not feeling like you're sizing them up or, you know, judging them by what they look like. Um, I've walked into places before where, you know, there's not a lot of people in the place and in a church. And people size you up. People look at you and, and they're thinking, you know, they're thinking all the things we think. Who is this person? Why are they here? What's their motive? What's their deal? You know, and it's like because we're very judgmental people. Like, you know, First Samuel 16, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We look at the outward appearance and we, we judge someone by whether they look too good or too bad. Yeah. 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 How, sometimes the high schoolers will ask me, certain high schoolers have asked, why is our group so clicky? And uh, then I say, well, I appreciate the question. It's fair to ask, but you should really ask the, the question sometimes, why is the whole church so clicky? Because if you step outside on the plaza on a Sunday morning, <laughs> you know, adults can be guilty of the same just as much sure. as high schoolers, right? So I, I was just going to ask you, kind of what's your sense of... of um, clicky quotient? What's that? Yeah, the clicky I, quotient I mean, of I'm not even of maybe GCL? so much interested in, hey, how are we doing at Grace? But even like for somebody who's listening to this, and they might be realizing, wow, I really do tend to gravitate towards kind of the same people every Sunday. I, I, I sit next to them. I catch them on the plaza afterwards. How would you encourage somebody to think a little bit more about about branching out? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, first thing I, I want to go back to what you said. Like if, if a high schooler or anybody says to you, why is our group so clicky? 
I'd be asking, what's your problem? <laughs> like, because you're making it that way? You, you actually, okay, if you're judging the group for being clicky, that means that there's some need that you feel isn't getting met for you and that people are treating you in a certain way. And what I, what I, here's what I've done. If I go to a place and I, I, you know, it feels a little cold or what have you, I'll pretend like I'm a greeter and I'll just start talking to people. Like if I go to a church first time, I'm always, I've been in this mode for a long time, probably 20 years of my life, at least last 20 years. I'm like, I don't care if someone doesn't talk to me. I'm just going to start talking to people. Yep. And yep. act as if I'm yep. I'm from there. Yep. So I think there's that. But I think the, the question of, you know, what can you do to make things more I don't know. Get yourself in a new gear, maybe. Just go, gear. you know, I don't know. Even just it's, go kinda intentionally on a Sunday morning, approach that yeah. time with this with well, the mindset of, hey, I want to bless somebody outside of yeah. you know me my normal group. Well, you know what I say. I say Sunday morning starts Saturday night, or it could start earlier yeah, than that. Yeah. But you should be thinking who can I bless? Like, seriously, who can I bless and not what am I going to get? So the idea of of how I can bless people, I think, you know, glorify God, rest in Jesus, deny yourself, bless someone. Right. Okay? Right. If that's not on you, if that's not your first to-do list on every day, right next to get in the, the Word of God and pray, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be thinking, I want to glorify God today. I'm just going to rest in the Lord Jesus. I'm yep. going to deny myself and bless someone. Yep. Because you have to deny yourself to bless someone, unless you're doing it falsely, like you're trying to manipulate them in some way and flatter them, and and really say something to them so they'll say something back to you. So if you're yeah. really thinking outwardly of, hey, I, I really do want to bless someone today. Lord, help me look outside myself. Well, you've, you've kind of won the battle right there because now you're thinking that way and you will be welcoming. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That makes Does that make sense. sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, do you do you remember any times in your life when you're like, okay, this is notable for the rejection I, I felt in this setting that they should have welcomed me? I don't know. I don't know if anything immediately comes to mind. I've probably been in less church settings, you know, than you. But I know what you're saying. Those, those stand and greet times as a visitor, you know, those can be lonely times. Or, yeah. you know, you can kind of get the, um, the what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. Kind of the, you know, salutary, you know, little glance. Like, hey, yes. you know, welcome. But yes. it doesn't go too far beyond that. Which, you know, I, even that, that can be a challenging thing. Some, sometimes it seems like on a Sunday morning, and I'm guilty of this, Absolutely. You can just give the quick yes, nod and hello, yes, but yes. you know someone could make a fair complaint. You don't really, you don't really care about me. You didn't ask about my life. You right, didn't, you know. Right, it was right, almost right. like you just checked the box to, of your your welcoming, you know, mm-hmm. spirit or whatever. So, so I have yeah. a question for you. I got. It's a little bit of. A, I would call this entrapment a little bit, okay. listeners. So, <laughs> okay. Do you like? You know what's called like a stand and greet time. I was going to ask you a question like this. I was going to say <laughs> we don't do it. So why? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I have a super strong bent one way or the other, but my my immediate thought would be probably not my favorite so thing. Anti-social. Probably not my favorite thing. Not because I don't want the church to be welcoming. I do want it to be welcoming. Uh I think the reason for that my like my primary reason would be the church should have so much love and fellowship outside of that sliver of the week that is the service, you know, we're, we're gathering to pray together, yes. hear the word. 
um, be led to the Lord that, you know, if someone is feeling like their fellowship is being seriously, you know, crushed by not having a two minute window to say hi to people, that person has bigger, you know, fish to fry. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So here's the deal. I'm going to step on so many toes right now. We're going to get letters to the to the editor. We're going to get like people are going to be throwing daggers at people might throw their phone right now after they hear what I'm about to say. Okay, so and and I'm going to throw my family under the bus a little bit, too. So any of my family that might be hearing this, I'm just saying I love you. But this is the truth now. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm going to tell you about a little bit about the history of Grace Church of Orange. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened in my house on Sunday. Mm. So history of Grace Church of Orange is when I first came here in 2006, they had this really cool thing. In fact, the church I came from uh, that that I was called away to this church from didn't have this. And a few of our elders from my former church, the Bible church I, I served previously, were here on uh, my my opening, you know, inaugural, what do you call it, the uh, installation. installation. Yeah. And they said, wow, we got to do that too. They said, they called Stand and Greet. And I'm going to say, I'm going to exaggerate, but it was like a 10 minute section of the service. <laughs> and here's what it'd be. Okay, now it's time to stand and greet. And everyone would just go have a, a, a greeting party with their friends. And so, you know, visitors would get greeted and stuff to a point, but it was mainly making lunch plans and uh, catching up from the week. Okay. Right. Now, not a bad idea if you think about it. Hey, we're all together right this moment. Yeah, makes sense. But here's the deal. At one point, one of my first elder meetings, some of the elders were like, hey, um, I don't know if we want to do stand and greet anymore. It takes so long and we feel like we're excluding some people and it's a little clicky. And I'm like, well, I like it, guys, because it's brand new to me. They're like, yeah, I think we're going to do away with it. So we did away with stand and greet. And you would have thought that we said we weren't going to preach the word anymore because there was a petition that got sent around the church like, got to bring stand and greet back. In fact, mm. someone got me to sign it. I facetiously signed it. It was a bit of a tongue in cheek kind of a thing anyway. But the whole idea was, come on, we need stand and greet again. A few years, I don't know how many years ago it was, we kind of started, restarted it in a, in a truncated one minute fashion. Mm-hmm. I am also not a fan of stand and greet. Let me tell you why. You have all morning on either side of the service and all week long to do this, just like what you said. Yeah. So what happened in my in my in my uh, in my house on Sunday? I gave my family the biggest whammy, it was the biggest double whammy. <laughs> so I, I come back from they came to Grace and I went to my friend's church, who's my friend past my friend Roger pastors a church in Orange. I always wanted to hear him preach, and so uh, I took the time. I had someone else preaching for me on Sunday at Grace, so I went over to his church, and uh, they did this kind of a stand and greet thing. And, you know, I, I said hi to a few people, but not a lot of people. People didn't come rushing up to me, okay? And, but they were all having their little parties, and I'm instantly, it triggered me, of course. No, no, instantly I thought, <laughs> this is how grace used to be when we did this, and this is what it felt like to be a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone might come and turn towards you and give you a little mercy greeting, but everyone was having their little friend party. Okay, so I go home. And we were talking at lunch or whatever. And I said, hey, yeah, it was really good seeing my friend Roger preach and everything. Oh, they had like a stand and greet. And one of my kids goes, we should bring that back. And I'm like, I smacked him down so quick. I'm like, you have all morning on either side of the service and all week to do that. And plus, what it, you don't know what it's like to be a newcomer who doesn't know anyone in that room who is not greeted as mm-hmm. warmly. And even if they get the token greeting, they're watching someone else's clicky party. Yep. 
That's what it is. Token. That's the word I was looking for. Token. 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 Thank you. Token. So let's get back to the question at hand. How do you become a welcoming church? Don't do the token greeting, people. Do real greeting. Help think outwardly. Bless. Be indiscriminate about it without thinking how I'm going to benefit. And here's the thing. And I want to cap it off with this today. We should make everyone feel relationally welcome. Very, very welcome. But we will not soften the sharp edge of the sword of the spirit will not soften the truth and to make it blunt so that they will feel comfortable spiritually we will share our lives we'll share the gospel people become very dear to us we love all people but we must call everyone to faith and repentance and obedience and so in that's in the context of being a very welcoming church but there should be no confusion about what we're about. We don't follow an attractional model where it's like, let's bait and switch them because the Bible doesn't do that. You know, basically Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and preaches a Christ-centered, heart-piercing message while at the same time, um, you know, knowing that some are going to reject the message and some are going to accept it so that we need to be a very welcoming, welcoming church that everyone feels like they're a close relative Treat everyone like a VIP and a visiting dignitary, but speak the truth in love, preach the truth, and call everyone lovingly to faith and repentance and obedience. Yep. No, amen. I was thinking as we were talking, you know, we didn't address this, but there's a massive category divide between how we would welcome someone who we know is a believer. They're coming from a church that we know where we, we know they're faithfully involved in ministry there, and they're here with us on a Sunday, and we're just like thankful to have them and Mm -hmm. love that time together. Huge category shift from that per, from that person or group to somebody who's coming as an unbeliever, and they should absolutely mm-hmm. feel loved and welcomed and get yeah. some get in some good conversations, hopefully, but nevertheless be confronted with the power of the word. Right, and, uh, it would be really clear to them. Mm-hmm. I'm on. I, it should be really clear to them. I'm on the outside of this group, right? And until I be, come to Christ, right? And you're yeah. invited in. Yeah, and that's why yeah. every sermon I have a clear gospel call. Right, because. If you leave them on the outside, that's unloving. Yeah, You're not trying to be unloving, but if you don't preach the gospel yep. no, to everyone amen. present, amen. then anyone who's not a believer feels like, well, maybe I'm just in by virtue of being here and I kind of get it by osmosis or I'm I'm excluded. I'm out, but yeah. I can be in if I come to Christ. Yep. Right. Yep. Otherwise, you know, a lot of preaching, by the way, we're, kinda, we're, not, we're shifting, but a lot of preaching is, is the idea of I'm treating, a lot of preachers will will preach as if everyone in the room is a believer. And the problem with that is that you you do, do the blanket thing like that, people will have a false sense of conversion, right. false sense of right. of uh, of having uh, possessing salvation yep. or not. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we should uh, wrap this, but uh, good good topic. I think that was helpful. Yep. Helpful to me. Yeah, helpful to me too. Yeah, yeah. we hope that uh, if you're listening, this was helpful to you and mm-hmm. give you something to think about for putting in practice this Sunday. We love you and we pray for you uh, throughout the week. If you ever have questions that you'd like us to tackle on the podcast, you could email grace at graceorange.org. We'd love to hear those and, and uh, address those. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Have a great week honoring the Lord.